Welcome to season four of the Marriage Project Podcast. Thank you all who are still here, who come back year after year in support of the Marriage Project Podcast. And those of you who are new here, welcome. I am so excited to bring you fresh content and a new season of couple stories and testimonies. My name's Alicia Miller, and I'm the host of this podcast. And before I move forward and tell you who we have on today to kick off season four, I just wanted to recap. 2021 was such a blessed, full year. God was so faithful to answer so many promises he'd made, and I just needed a breather. I took some time off before launching this new season, and I thank you guys for bearing with me through that. It just was a lot. I needed to stop and pause and just take in everything he'd done. Um, One of those things being publishing my first book, which details the backstory of how this ministry and podcast even came to be. It's called His, A Single Girl's Journey to Discovering God's Heart on Love, Marriage, and Identity. If you're not familiar with me or this podcast, you wouldn't know that I am single, yet I host this marriage podcast. So many people assume I'm married, but I'm not. And that book really is just going into everything God has taught me through having this ministry, through listening to couples share just their hearts and parts of their marriage story. And more than anything, just who we are as his, when we belong to him, who we are and what that says about us and who he says we are and speaks into just our identity um, of being his available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. I also traveled to Uganda to visit friends and record a podcast interview, which was episode 33. I'd always wanted to go to Uganda and God did that. It was just a whole thing. I think you're going to like today's episode. We have on a couple who many of you might be here because you heard about this interview through their platform. Their names are Ashley and Dino Patrone. They have a very popular Instagram account called At Arrows and Bow. They recently just released a new book called Design to Last. It's available everywhere books are sold. I got a copy of it. It's amazing. It's a really thick, beautiful book. I was not expecting that. It's a hardcover book, and it goes into their journey of building an intentional marriage, family, home, and business growing in their faith, and finding joy in the in-between. They have been married for 16 years. They make their home in Florida and have four kids, Gavin, Gabe, Quinn, and Foxy. And what you'll find on Ashley's account is everything from documenting her home design journey to just being a full-time mom, how she juggles it all with her husband, Dino, coming alongside her and just bringing the laughs um, and joy as well. So they're really really sweet couple. I'm excited for you to listen in and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to hear from Ashley and Dino and I hope you guys enjoy and see you back next month for episode 38. Thank you guys so much for joining the Marriage Project podcast and I'm excited to hear more about your book and just giving us an inside look into your marriage. Yeah, thank you so much for having us on. This yeah, is exciting. We're super excited. And I do have to call out that we did tell our editors, but there is a little error. <laughs> okay. The 800 uh, square foot RV, it was actually 180 square feet. So okay. I feel like 800 is kind of baller. Like I that's know. a nice RV, but I it was do. 180. Yeah, that'd be living the dream. Yeah. Square feet. 
I was thinking that when I said it, I was like, that's like an apartment. I know, I know. I read it the other day and I was like, mm, that sounds really nice. I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> no sweat off our back. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm excited. Um, I've been following you guys now since your publisher had reached out to me and I'm just so excited to dive into yeah, what family life has looked like, what it looks like now. I'm a, you guys aren't still in the RV, is that correct? You you're building your home, doing home renos, right? Yeah, home renos and no more RV. That was a few years ago. Yeah, it was okay. like three and a half years ago or so. Oh gosh. Okay, wow. So there's a lot to unpack here. I'm excited to <laughs> um have listeners get to know you guys, or I'm sure there's gonna be listeners coming from your platform. I'm excited to hear you guys together and just get more um a inside look into your book that's coming out. So is that April 5th date still right? Is that the date yes, it's releasing? Yeah, cool. we're on track for um, it going live April 5th. So everybody's confirmed to get their books then. We're so excited. I'm excited. Okay, that's awesome. All right, just wanted to double check on that. So the podcast here, The Marriage Project, is tagline is testimonies behind the matrimonies. I love to hear just the faith stories behind the couples that come on the podcast. So if you guys could just give us a little bit of background into who you are, um, what your life looked like before Jesus, or just that faith story, how you came to faith, and then how you guys met, bringing that into your marriage testimony. I would say Dino is the long storyteller, so he might take up the whole hour. Okay. Like, wrap it up, bud. Let's wrap it up. All right. So uh, I grew up in a Christian home, Ash did too, and I, I definitely, um, you know, went and kind of did my own thing a little bit, but for the most part, my, like even my younger years, I really had a, a strong faith. Um, I mean, I went through a little bit of a bumpy road when my, my mom went to rehab when I was 12. So it kind of like put a little bit of a, a growing up phase in me, like very, very early on. And it, it really forced me to have like a, a deep relationship with with Christ, like early on in my, my life, one where I really didn't have any desire to go off and do anything kind of crazy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was when I was 12 and like all through, all through high school, I was basically like, you know, a little bit of a good boy. I, I didn't get into too much trouble and stuff like that. Um, Ash and I met when I was, oof, man, 14. Yeah. I was 10 and yeah. he was 14. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, so like my mom and Ash's mom ended up sitting next to each other on the bleachers where I played soccer with Ash's brother. Um, so that's kind of like how our families kind of got to know each other. But at that point, like that early on, I we didn't really like know each other kind of thing because like I said, I was 14. And she that was... would have been weird, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then I left when I was – left home when I was 17 um, and Ash was 13. So I really obviously at that age wasn't paying much attention to her either, but – just uh, I'll let Ash kind of get into some of her stuff, but fast forward um, later on in our lives, I was 24 and Ash was 20. Um, and then our moms set us up. So that's, and, and we can get into more detail on that one, but just to give you like a quick, quick version of like my, my story yeah. and like kind of how we met, that's, that's on me. I'll finish that one. Yeah. I'll take that. And so same thing. I grew up in a Christian home. Um, really more of like, we went to church, you went to youth group, but I never really had a solid relationship with the Lord. We were just always told like what to do and then what not to do. Never why. And then never like just no real relationship. But I always had the desire there. It was always something like deep inside of me that I wanted to and I longed for. Um, in and out of boyfriends and really, really unhealthy, bad, just terrible relationships. 
And then one day my mom asked me if I wanted to drive to Vegas to go meet Connie, who is Dino's mom, and Dino. And I was like, well, I have a boyfriend right now. (laughs) But it really was not a healthy relationship. Like I mentioned, it was really bad. And I was like, you know what? What the heck? Let's go out there. Like, I'll drive out there with you. What if this is the guy that I'm supposed to marry? And um, yeah, we drove out there and saw Dino standing there. He had his shirt off when he opened the door. And I was like, well, we're done here. (laughs) No, seriously, no. Um, he did have his shirt off, but no. Back then, I'm, I mean, even nowadays, I oh, you don't never have my shirt. Never have my shirt. If on. he's ever wearing a shirt and we're like on Instagram or something, people are like, "What's wrong with Dino? Is he sick?" You know. Yeah. So yeah, so we just you know we ended up talking, and I just had realized, wow, I was really missing out and really wasting my time with just guys that just were really unhealthy that didn't love the Lord. And I, and I honestly just didn't even know that there were guys out there that I could be attracted to that love the Lord Mm -hmm. that weren't legalistic, that weren't total dorks. Like just, I mean, he is a dork, but in in the way that I like, and it just, it just opened my eyes. I feel like that trip. And so I actually broke up with my boyfriend over the phone Um, regardless of what was happening with Dino and I, I just knew at that point that I could just do so much better than what I was doing and that I didn't want to live that life anymore. Mm. And that really freed us up to be able to like explore how we were kind of starting to feel towards each other in that day. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, yeah, three weeks later we got engaged and four months later, we got married. So I'm glad you segued into that because that was my next question. I was, <laughs> what is this story about getting engaged after only three weeks? So it's, is it that when you know, you know thing? Yeah. I mean, I, the girl I dated before, Ash, I was with for like two, almost three years. And Ash had been in a number of long relationships as well. And mm-hmm. coming out of that longer relationship for me, I was like, I am not dating anybody for a long time. I just need a break from everybody. And I, I really just spent time like alone, you know, I did a lot of like long distance running and things like that. I just wanted time all by myself and I was definitely not looking to be in a, in any kind of relationship. But when I met Ash, it was just so clear. It was, I mean, I've, I wrote it in the book, but it, it was like breathing air for the first time or like seeing color. It was, it was very, very clear to me that this is the girl that just changes changes my life, changes who I am, changes how I see the world kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a no-brainer for me. I was instantly locked in. So you guys share or are open about waiting to sleep together until your wedding night. Yeah. And I know people come. I've had guests on who also have that testimony. And I think that's a huge testimony, especially in today's world where sleeping together is just normal and it's casual. Yep. But I just am curious, how did that conversation even come up? Was that like an awkward thing for you guys to talk about? Because people might hear that and think, oh, well, that's great. How how do I even gauge if my boyfriend or girlfriend or um, I hope by this point, fiancés would have talked about that. <laughs> they would probably know this about each other. So it's probably more for the per- person dating someone. But how did you guys even go about that? Like talking about it and coming to that decision and why? Yeah, I mean, on my end, I, I, was, I was a virgin when... Um, like Ash is the only person I've ever slept with. So leading up to it, I leading up to like us getting to know each other and dating and engage and stuff like that. I very much knew that that was something that was important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was very, I was, I'm very into my faith and my, my belief that, you know, God has put certain things in our lives, not just to like put rules there, but because they're, he's like, Hey, if you follow 
my guide, if you do things the way that I'm like instructed you to do them, then things go really well for you. You know, like that's kind of the way I saw it. It was not so much like, oh, I have to follow the rules and everybody else is doing this. Therefore, I'm going to kind of go and, you know, fall in line and do what everybody else is doing. It was much more along the lines of, you know, I wanted to try and be obedient because I knew in my obedience, like that's what was best. That's like, I I trusted and had faith that God was going to give me what was best if I, if I kind of followed after what he had for me. So when Ash and I got together, I was, I mean, she, I, I, I don't even know if we talked about it too, too much, but it was pretty clear early on that I, that was something like. We were honest with yeah. each other. I mean, we, we definitely shared, you know, where we both came from. I was not a virgin when we got married and that was just communicated. I think we just were open to, we just shared everything. We were going into yeah. A marriage, even in the three weeks of us dating, we were serious from day one. It was just like, let's just put it all out there. And mm. so I firmly believe that it's just always best to be honest about those things. And then Dino was so, so incredible and gracious and loving and has never, ever made me feel bad or, you know, anything about that. So it's just something that's a part of my past, but it's been. Yeah, I know a beautiful thing for us to join together um, with both of our paths and, you know, have a great marriage. Thanks for sharing that. I just feel people may hear that or be discouraged. And even if you haven't, you know, kept pure this whole time and you want to start now, there's never a time too late to start, you know. And it was important for us when we got engaged too, although it was for only four months that we did want to wait, obviously, like Dino was a virgin still. And we just, we wanted to go into that marriage really strong. And it was something that I had a desire to also wait growing up. Um, I just really struggled with my faith. I really struggled with who I was when I was, you know, younger. And so um, I, I specifically remember sitting in a car after a night of doing things I wasn't happy with. And not because my parents told me so, or anybody told me so, or a youth pastor, nobody told me. But I remember it was like I felt the Holy Spirit just like, this is not the life that you want to live. And I just knew that I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. And so I just thank God every day that he put Dino in my life. He put just godly people around us to around me to um, kind of pull me out of that life that I was in. That's so good. Having someone with that conviction is so important because mm-hmm. if you guys, one or the other, or both don't have that, you know, it's easy to fall into something. So that's a great testimony. Thank you guys for sharing that. So married after four months and transitioning into now RV life, fast forwarding, you guys had three kids at that point. Um, how did that conversation start? Were you guys both on board with moving into the RV or how did that happen? How did that come about? Yeah. That was a fun one. I know. Well, it was kind of weird. The first like eight years of our married life was yeah. just all child rearing and crazy, you know, Dino putting all this time into work, lots of kids and just craziness. We call that like the blur time. I don't okay. really remember it. It was there. There's some memories. <laughs> but, we have <laughs> yeah. And we weren't, you know, I, and looking back now on, the, I feel like those eight years, that was a totally different couple, totally different people. Yeah. Don't you think yeah, so? Yeah, very much so. It just is like, you know, weekends were spent, Dino would be taking naps all weekend. We would like, I'd be begging him to go do something and it would be no, no, no. I'd be super naggy and annoying. I mean, we were just <laughs> very different. And it was, 
I don't even know really what came about at that point, but we found a plot of land. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was always showing Dino real estate because I was always wanting to move out of our house. But we bought our house. Our first house, we bought it in like after the crash. So we got it really, really cheap. It was in 2008, right? Yeah, a little after 2008. Yep. So it was really cheap. And Dino just wanted, he's a finance guy. He just wanted to die in that house. He was like, I'm never <laughs> leaving this house. We got this for so cheap. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, but I want something new, you know, something to renovate, like a project. And so finally, one of my ideas kind of struck a, struck a chord and we uh, found a plot of land. Anyways, we ended up purchasing the land and instead of getting an, uh, an apartment or renting a house, which was so much more expensive than our mortgage was, mm-hmm. um, we just were like, what if we like bought an RV and lived in an RV on the land? And the crazy thing is, is we actually like never, we didn't really like camping. No. Uh-huh. No. And neither one of us had ever really been in an RV or camper. No. So I don't know what we were thinking. Our builder also told us that it would be like three to six months to build a house. Oh. <laughs> and we believed him. Uh-huh. So we were just like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So we bought a we bought a camper or an RV for eighty five hundred dollars. Oh wow. Uh, it was on a used car lot. It had three bunk beds in the back of it. And we were like, well, this this is, was made for us. It has three bunk beds, not obviously knowing RVs very well and that that's kind of common. Okay. And um, we bought it and renovated it in three weeks. And then we moved in and it was the craziest, most wonderful adventure of our life yeah. lifetime, I think. It was great. It was great. We had no TV. We had like a Wi-Fi hotspot on lunch for us to be able to like – to use to like watch TV in the evenings and on a laptop, and even then we had we're like capped out as soon as we hit like a gig, you know, which just does not last very long. And then all of a sudden it would go to like you know it would throttle, so you'd have like no internet. So, but yeah, it was it was crazy. It was fun. Bugs and skunks and no skunks. The RV oh was on a bed of like bark, this big bark pile, and. Yeah. It always had bark in our bed and in the kids' hair, and it was just, it was was a crazy time. We didn't actually end up building a house. We ended up pouring all of our money into the land. There was so much dirt work that had to be done that we didn't realize, so that was the most challenging part. We we took this leap of faith thinking, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to build a house. It was like, do our dream house, and we lived there 17 months, and we never built a house, and after a few months in there... We realized that this had nothing to do with building a house at all, that God was really refining us in the most beautiful way. He was stripping me away from everything that I held on to, like materialistically. I just was so, uh, didn't know who I was at all. And I clung to just things and filling our home and filling, you know, buying a new bag and trying to fit in. And then, you know, Dino had his own things that he was working with. And it was like, God just like stripped all that away. And all we had was this 180 square foot space that we had to deal with all of our problems. And it was absolutely amazing. That was great. So you really had to sit in it with each yeah. other. Yeah. Yes. Nowhere to go and did not yeah. really a different room. Yeah. yeah, there was no option. I mean, we couldn't go rent a place. We couldn't get out of the land. We couldn't get, we couldn't do anything. I mean, it was basically like, you're stuck here. So just figure it out and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, I called that like, after a few months, I was like, I felt like I just put it on my heart. 
that I was to find joy in the in-between. And that's kind of been my thing since then. It's like, there's so much joy to be had, even in an RV on a big pile of dirt with no money and just like sitting here (laughs) feeling like we were literally in the bottom of a pit, but there was still so much joy there. Mm. And it's a heart attitude too. You have to like, like you said, uncover it, dig Mm -hmm. deep, go through some things to get to that point of finding that joy, even in like where everything's stripped away. It sounds like, um, there was a mention about some of those unexpected or just painful circumstances that led you guys to find deeper hope. Was that in this time? And can you guys go a little more into that? Yeah, there's, I mean, there, we, right before we left the house and moved into the trailer, we had, uh, we lost our third baby at the time. And it, it was crazy because Ash was basically like perpetually pregnant during that phase. It was like pregnant with Gabe and then pregnant with Gavin. And then we had this third baby and we had had two like perfectly successful, you know, pregnancies. So it just doesn't go through your head that something potentially could, could be anything other than what you've experienced. Right. Um, we, yeah, we, one day I was working um, at home and I had never missed an ultrasound and I was just like, ah, just go. I mean, it's our third one. Just, just go to, go to one of the ultras, go to this ultrasound. It's probably not going to be that big a deal. And I'll just, I'll see you when you get home kind of thing. And I kept working for the day. I was really into my career at the time, um, pushing really hard down that. And it had been like two or three hours. I'm like, wait, it's been too long now. Like what the heck is going on? And I called Ash and um, she was just bawling her eyes out and she had, she had lost the baby, but yeah, it was, it was not an easy time in our life, but at the same time, looking back on it, it was just such a, it was such a growth period for Ash and I, where we, we really grew closer together and were able to like go through something really, really difficult, really hard and, and like trying. And instead of it being something that like caused a rift or caused issues between Ash and I, it really drew us closer together we we found like this this raw vulnerability mm-hmm. with each other I mean it's definitely a, a pattern we've both seen in our marriage in general is like the good things are great and fun for us to be able to go through together but some of the harder things the trials the things that God puts in our lives that are really difficult yeah. are the ones that are bring glory to his name through our relationship and they they bring Ash and I so much closer together if we lean into those, those difficult times, instead of like shirking away from them, you know, being, being afraid of them or thinking, Oh man, this is the worst thing ever. You know, like just having that negative attitude. Um, there's definitely that. I mean, that's just one story, but I'm sure there's a number of them in our marriage where we could go through and like talk about those types of like difficult scenarios and talk about how, how close God's brought us together in the harder times. That's really, thank you guys again for opening up and just, it is, it's without God, you know, where do we find that source? And so with him at the center, it just grounds you and brings you back and just sounds like brought you guys even more intimately, more closer to him too, through that, that refinement period in the RV. Did that precede all of that? Or did this come afterwards, this business that has now become so much more probably than what you even began it with? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it. So in that blurry stage, the eight years of, you know, before the RV, that was me homeschooling the kids and, you know, doing the mom life. I was a stay at home homeschool mom. And it was awesome. 
but I definitely just have a very creative side to me, business side. I'm always trying to think of different things. And she needs an outlet. Yeah. Like she definitely yeah. needs an outlet. I struggled with it. I struggled with it so much. Like as a believer, like everybody that I knew was homeschooling. And so I felt like, well, if I don't homeschool, then I'm a bad mom. Or if I don't do this, then I'm a bad mom. Or if I, you know. Yeah. And so it was something I kind of wrestled back and forth with. And then I was like, man, I just feel this tugging, like, and God made me this way. You know, I need to listen to that. So um, I talked with somebody who I admire. She's uh, an older friend of ours, a mentor, and she just really encouraged me. I told her some ideas that I had to start a blog, Instagram. I was like, I don't even know. Like, these are the things that I like to share. And she was like, Ashley, just start it. Like if you're yourself and you're just you and authentic, then people just love realness. And so I was just like, all right. And I literally went home and I started the next day, never really doing much on Instagram, never knowing anything about a blog. And I just started sharing. And it was about six months later and 7,000 followers later that we moved into the trailer. And moving into the trailer, I was like, Man, I I can't believe I have 7,000 followers like following me. All those followers are going to go away though because we're going to sell our house and that's why they like following us cuz we, you know, I share like, oh, I painted the staircase. And we're going to move into this trailer and now what am I going to share, you know? And it just did the opposite of that. I just had no idea what it was going to do, but I we going into the trailer, I just was like, I'm going to just share us completely our story what we're doing and it just kind of exploded because at the time it wasn't that popular living in a trailer um but we really hit a lot of things it was you know tiny living design like the design side of things parenting marriage like it just hit all the things family so um it just took off from there it resonated with people. They were yeah, yeah. even more intrigued. If they're already following you, there's a reason. And then they probably just transitioned with you guys yeah. to that. So from that, I want you guys to share too, like what you're up to now in your projects, but one of them is the book. So designed to last. So can you explain to us what's inside the book, what to expect from the book? Just a little like sneak peek tidbit. Yeah. Well, the whole idea from the book came when we lived in the trailer, actually. Um, okay. We, I went to a Bible study during that time and it was uh, Chelsea Cameron, Kirk Cameron's wife It was local. And she just really said something to me. She said a lot of things over the years in these classes, but one thing that really changed the course of our marriage in a lot of ways. And it was that I needed, we all needed to stop trying to change our husbands and allowing to our husbands to have God be in charge of them and not us and not be their moms basically. Um, and then another thing she said was just to be always focusing on how we can adore our husbands and long and just how we think about them. And so Dino and I started practicing these things. I started practicing these things and it really changed a lot of things in our marriage. And it was, I just had this thought, I was like, I feel like we should write a book. (laughs) I was like, I don't know how to write a book and I don't know, like we don't know anybody. So that just turned into us doing marriage lives because we knew how to do Instagram and we knew how to just talk and interact and tell a story. And so that's basically what we started with. And 
it was a year or two of us doing that. And we had a publishing company, Tyndale, reach out to us and say, we need to write a book. (laughs) And so it was pretty incredible that that all came about like that. And our book is basically just that. We are storytellers. We believe in showing, not telling. And so it's so much of what we've gone through in a very raw and real way. Um, We don't really hold anything back at all. And um, it's about family. It's about marriage. It's our journey of finding joy in the in-between. And beautiful thing is design is threaded throughout all of it. Mm. So we're really excited about it. Did you guys, you co-authored it, right? So did you each, how is it structured? Did Is there a chapter by chapter? You guys have different voices or? Yeah. It's actually kind of fun. Like I, I personally haven't even read a book like this before, but the gist of it is, is that Ash wrote the main narrative. She, she was like the main storyteller. And then I interject with depth in specific spots. So for example, Ash will tell a story of, of, you know, like us moving into the trailer and then I'll drop in and talk about some of the like things that were going on in, with us and like your perspective. Yeah. My perspective and some of the, like maybe, I don't know, the best way to put it is like some of the underlying spiritual things that we were kind of going through and, and challenges and, you know, growth, that, that kind of thing for me, like my portion of it was like, I, I sat down when we started writing and I was like, what would I tell myself if it was like 15 years ago, like me kind of thing. And, I know that in general, I don't do very well when somebody just tells me do this or do that, but I do really well with like being able to look at how somebody has lived or look, look at an experience that they've had, you know, the the story, their story. It's like the why behind all the things. Yeah. And, um, be able to really receive it. So I was like, look, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes yeah. <laughs> and this is just like an opportunity for me to kind of maybe talk to 15 year old, you know, 15 years ago version of myself and talk about some of the mistakes I've made and the successes and what, what really, where there really has been value, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I just think it's really unique too. Like, like he was saying that there's a male and female perspective that, as a husband and wife, like it's it's easy to read a book that somebody wrote and it's one sided, but it's so interesting to read my portion and then hear what was going on internally or externally for Dino. And so um, that's probably my favorite part about it is that you're not just getting one side; you're getting both sides of of a husband and wife relationship. Yeah, that's so awesome. So, did you guys have a favorite part to write that you can like like a little anecdote? To give a little teaser. I, I know what I loved writing. <laughs> what was yours? Well, going back to the trailer, but there was a, I was writing about how we had a, this big fight inside the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I mean, I can still picture the whole thing in my head, but we had this big fight and I got so mad. I stormed out of the door, which was like a piece of plastic, and I tried to slam it, which doesn't have the same effect. And I go over to the bathroom door, and I'm standing there like around the corner. Again, you can see my feet through the door. And I'm just like huffing and puffing, and Dino just starts cracking up, and he's like, um, I can see your feet, you know? (laughs) 
I'm like, I know that didn't have the effect that I wanted it to have. I really trying to make like a scene here and like blow, you know, but, um, so that was really fun to write. I just remember both of us like laughing that whole time we were writing that. I can't really go anywhere. No. Of trailer. No. Yeah, you're not going outside. Definitely there, lighten I, up the mood. Yeah, there's. We had like at that time. I think we had like a skunk that liked to hang out on the outside of the trailer at night. So there's no chance we're going out there. Going, well, I guess we have to laugh about this now. We're, what were we arguing about again? Yeah, that's the best. Just to yeah, break it with a laugh, and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah. we're not fighting anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know? Do you have anything to add? Any favorite? Yeah, parts? you know, I. I, um, the, the book was very therapeutic for me, um, to be able to go back and do some, like, some, like, retrospective kind of, like, you know, therapy almost, Mm. Uh, because I don't know, like, I'm a, I'm a pretty open book kind of person, but at the same time, I, I mean, like most guys, I have a hard time understanding certain things that are even going on inside of myself, right? So, when you exercise, when you, when you sit and you read or sorry, when you sit and you write the things that are going on or have gone on in your life and you really try and like discern the depth of what was really going on in, in certain circumstances, mm-hmm. it's very therapeutic and, and God has a way of like speaking to your heart in those moments. Um, and there's a number of, a number of things that like I would go through and read and I would just like pray or sorry. I'd go and write. And before I started writing, I would just like pray like, you know, God, if there's something that you want to kind of like speak to somebody as I'm writing, you know, use my story to what, in whatever way you want to be able to kind of, you know, speak to others. And there's a a number of stories that God kind of like exposed in, in, like exposed inside of me. And I got an opportunity to then like write those things down. One of which was there was this, there's this struggle that Ash and I had when we were talking about our fourth, having a fourth kid. Ash initially came to me and I had had a vasectomy at the time. TMI, sorry. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> face space. <laughs> yeah. So um, I had a, she came to me and she's like, you know, what do you think about having a, a fourth kid? And I'm like, baby, like those, those days have come and gone. <laughs> we already snipped. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. How is it possible? And she's like, you know, you just just pray about it. And I'm like, all right, I promise you I will pray about it. And I remember just like not wrestling with God, but like going to God and being like, look, I have a preference on this, but I'm open to what it is that you want me to go do here. You know, like will you speak to my heart and te- you know, show me what it is that you want me to do. And I wrote about it in the book and the analogy was like, God, I was I was on my way to work one day. And God like used the the drive as a bit of a metaphor to be like, look, dude, you're you're on a, a road right now, and the road you're on is very chill, very relaxing. It's, I mean, it's a valid road, and you can go down it, and you're not like outside of my will. But I have another path for you. I have an, something else in store over here. If you want to go down this road, you know, it's it's going to be like scary, and it's you know, the, the road is not paved. <laughs> it's a little bit of, you know, off-roading kind of scenario, but it's adventure and it's fun. And it's got, I've got something at the end of it kind of for you, like something different. And I wrote about it and I was like, you know, that it was such a cool picture to be, to like show God's sovereignty, but also give me an opportunity to see a bit of like how he gives us free will to be able to make certain choices in our lives. 
but that he's got like a plan. And if you, you can go whichever kind of way you want to go, you know, we have, he's given us free will to make our own decisions, but to, to make the choice of like self-sacrifice and say, Hey, I know I'm going to choose the harder of the paths on this, but I know that it's going to bring God more glory to his name. And like, he's got something special here. It was, Again, it was very eye-opening, very therapeutic. It was it was very cool to see God working in me through all of that. It's almost like you're probably going to read that back, both of you, one day. And even that, your own words are going to minister to your heart. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like even down the road. And I love how God does that. He uses all things. So I don't want to keep you guys much longer. I could ask so many more questions, but we want to bait listeners a little bit so they'll go and buy the book. So can you tell everybody where they can pre-order right now um, and just like a social media plug where people can connect with you guys. Yeah, we are on Instagram at arrows and bow. Um, we, you can get the book actually on our website, which is arrowsandbow.com and all the places that it's sold for pre-order are linked on the pre-order button there. Um, but it's at Target, Amazon, Barnes and Barnes Noble, Noble uh, Christian Bookstore, there's like another one. There's, there's a couple Bam. others. Yeah. Is that, yeah. 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 Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> also, before I let you guys go, I have to shout out. I also follow your in. Oh, yeah. You're like the first person <laughs> that said it right. Oh, I I love it. It's the cutest in you guys. So if anyone's oh, traveling you. to Florida, it's booked out though, right? For a little yeah. bit till summer. Yeah, August. we definitely have a little mm-hmm. bit of a booking problem. I guess it's a good problem to have. Right. It's, like, it's not a problem for you guys, but if yeah. you want to stay, it's yeah. a problem. Yeah. And you guys were featured on Magnolia, is that right? Yeah, Magnolia yeah. Network's Remotel was so cool. Yeah, it's very yeah. Was it on an episode, actually? Yeah, yeah we have our, our, an entire episode on the end. So if oh um, anybody who's got Discovery Plus can go and check it out. It's a quick episode too. It's like nine minutes. Yeah, it's nine minutes, but it, it did a really good job of kind of like showcasing what we've all done. And sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, I just, I had to plug it because it's so cute. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I have to make it there one day. Yes, for sure. Maybe next summer. <laughs> yeah. um, well, thank you guys so much for just opening up. I know we just kind of scratched the surface of things, but I know you're going to unpack all of it in your book. So I just appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you for tuning in to the marriage project podcast. This ministry is supported by listeners like you and any donation made is used to further the marriage projects reach and to help this ministry continue on in its mission. If you feel led to give, you can do so at the marriage projects website, www.themarriageproject.co and subscribe to the newsletter to get each new episode in your email inbox and be blessed. See you next month.